BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And today we are going to talk all things just personal, just some big personal information, a little bit of health, and just kind of what I've been up to this week. Because you know what? Sometimes you plan for an episode and things change. And (laughs) we're going to jump into it. So let's get this episode started, shall we? Thanks for tuning back in for another week. I'm so excited to be in your car, Bluetooth, or in your ears, or on the speaker of your phone, wherever you listen. I'm actually curious to where you guys listen to Mood. I see a lot of you guys watching it on your TVs, and I've, I've never thought of playing Spotify from my TV. Well, actually, until last night when my brother somehow hacked my TV and started playing his Spotify through my TV and I was actually um, in the restroom a little busy so um, I got to listen to him DJ my room and could not get up off the, the, the toilet so that was a stupid tangent speaking of stupid it's me let's jump into my best and worst mood of the week there are so many moods this week I honestly was thinking today I had a ton of stuff to do and for one time in my life I thought I actually could think of three YouTube videos to film right now and I can't think of anything to podcast about and honestly lately it's been vice versa and usually it's like oh I have to vlog I wish I could just podcast I mean if anyone makes content out there sometimes you know the struggle I mean sometimes when you want to film a YouTube video but you just don't feel like getting ready it's not in the cards and of course I I did my hair and no one can see it I'm just on the podcast but then all of a sudden I sat down and the moods came flowing so I want to start off with an obvious worst mood of the week and it, it, it it's letting you guys down because I don't have a guest this week and I told you guys I was going to have a great one this week but let me explain. I'm actually not going to take responsibility for this one. I'm really not. Could I have uh, peer pressured a little bit more? Yeah, but you know, it's some. I'm someone who I just, I let go and I let God and I don't force myself on other people. I think one of the hardest things about having a podcast is literally the only hard thing and it's making people come on your podcast and I'm not interested in just having people on that I don't connect with or that I don't think would give you guys value I'm not just like a clout chaser so I was really really excited to have two of my girlfriends on you might know them and I'm happy to chase their clout any day but their names will remain anonymous and then we'll tag them on Instagram 
um, during this audio bit. It's it's Claudia and Jackie. It's, it's Claudia and Jackie. So Claudia and Jackie were in town this week and it was for a very, very short trip and they were pretty booked and busy. I'm not going to lie. And I said, you need to come on the podcast. And she said, of course. And then when I said, can we do the podcast? They did not text me back until the next day about dinner reservations. And you know what? That's when you just let go and you let God, you let God take you to where the podcast gods want you to want you to go, you know? And I, I thought it's not, it's, it's not time. It's not time to have the toasty vibes and the steamy vibes on the podcast yet. But what I will say is that they are coming on the podcast and I'm gonna, I'm just going to say it right now so that we can all hold them accountable. And what I texted them is I said, you're not really doing me a favor. You're doing yourself a favor because you own this podcast. They literally own this podcast. So I'm not even asking for a favor. <laughs> I actually am going to New York this weekend. So we decided that we will record in New York this weekend. We have much more time. Let me know if you guys want a specific topic with them because I have a few in mind that I think are different that maybe since I know Jackie and Claudia differently, I think you guys would really like and dive deep into some stuff with them. So don't worry, you will be getting a guest the next two weeks in a row. I'm recording in studio with someone tomorrow, and then I'm recording with Claudia and Jackie this weekend. So I'm sorry that one of my worst moods is letting you guys down, and it's just me and the dogs today. But I will say the dogs are on their best behavior, so they're not going to interrupt us, which is always great. So besides that, let's jump into some of the other moods that I wrote down, because sometimes I have short-term memory loss, and I really honestly did not know what I did this week and what I was feeling and like I said it all just came flooding flooding back to me let's go back to the best for a minute since I feel like we're on a positive note you know obviously I do this podcast but just fun little tip it's kind of nice to look at your week like this it's kind of nice to reflect on what your best and worst was so that you can learn from it and then like see the good in it so if anyone needs like a little I don't know journaling tip try doing your best and worst moods of the week and just I don't know it's kind of a nice little writing exercise I actually don't mind it so it was funny, I was looking through my camera roll because my memory is that bad that sometimes I need a visual aid to quite frankly remember what I do with my own life. And I saw that I had my glow up this week. I mean, not to make this narcissistic and physical, but girls, I mean, who can relate? Getting a glow up is literally like the best mood booster ever. It's money well spent. I got my hair done. I got my lashes done. I got a facial. I was working out and I was feeling myself, feeling, feeling myself. I wanted to go blonder and I think I'm going to go even blonder, but there's nothing like doing something different when you're with your hair, when you're in a rut, never cut bangs and never cut off too much. Like don't go crazy, but just do like a little lift, you know, give yourself a little oomph. It gives you so much confidence and makes you just feel so good about yourself. So I was super, super happy that I got my hair done this week because it just gave me a fresh look on life, you know? And then you go back and you see your roots and you're like, holy shit, I, I let myself look like that? I did. I honestly did. And I honestly probably wouldn't have got my hair done as soon as if my boyfriend didn't point out my roots, which is another one of my best moods is actually Cameron and I's official anniversary was this past week of three years. And I know we always say we've been dating for three years and it's because if you listen to the podcast and you follow along, you know that we kind of were dating before we really said the words of you're my girlfriend, you're my boyfriend. And so the, once again, visual aid, the only reason I know our actual anniversary is because we have a photo from the day I know he asked me to be his girlfriend. So it was exactly three years ago, last Friday, 
did we do something to celebrate? Uh, guys, we've been dating for three years. Why would we do that? We didn't even say happy anniversary. <laughs> it was more just like we acknowledged, oh, I think this is the day. Okay, cool. Now we've been officially dating for well over three years, which is just crazy. If I actually think about it, just the fact of the matter is, this is literally my longest relationship. When I look back at my relationships, and someone I think asked this once of, do you consider Cam like your first real relationship? I actually consider my ex my first real relationship. And then at, before that, I consider everyone else just like high school boyfriends and whatever. Because high school, you know, it's like you're kind of in a very small pond and you don't make great decisions. And I don't know. Then in like seventh grade, it's really just like whoever you text the most is your boyfriend. And it's like, hey, how are you? good how are you cool I love you I love you too like there's like no substance to those relationships unless you're one in a million and you end up with your like elementary school sweetheart but yeah we've been dating for well over three years it's interesting because I've I've felt like we've been dating for so long because we have I mean three years is a long time and I think that the older I get the more I realize how as fast as time goes like really so much happens in those allotted periods of time I just think wow I can't believe we've been dating for over three years now and we're going on four now that's crazy and then my last best mood which I realized from a camera roll and I would have not brought up otherwise is that Khloe Kardashian wore XLE my clothing line on freaking keeping up with the Kardashians I mean how epic is that it's not like she was styled or someone dressed her or anything she literally just had the sweater in her closet and she felt like wearing it and it made it on national television do we have that sweater in stock no so can I do much about that situation no I did post about it and it was super exciting and I was just like you know if the quality is good enough for Chloe K to lounge around her house and scream at her sisters in like I'm doing one thing right just one small thing but overall I had a really good week and Moving on to my worst week, it's two very just surface level things, very similarly to the best mood. We're having a very surface level podcast day. It's just, it, it is what it is, okay? My first worst mood was that TV sucked. And I say this because I am someone who lives, breathes, and dies TV. And I will watch the shittiest of the shitty TV as everyone knows and for some reason I barely watched any TV this week I didn't read any novels I didn't really consume any content oh my god I just remembered I downloaded TikTok you guys that has to be one of the best moods of my week I'm sorry to jump around I know we love structure over here but I just have to say downloading TikTok I pushed it off I made fun of it I said I was too old and that I couldn't understand and then I took a trip I took a scroll down the TikTok world and I thought shit I'm gonna download this when I get home that I did and I'm fully addicted so much so to the point my first night on TikTok I scrolled and it hit me with one of those guys that was like hey I know that TikTok is fun but these videos are gonna be here tomorrow and you should really get that extra hour of sleep and I was laying in bed in the dark just like what the fuck really bro but like you're right. So, okay. And I just like turned off my phone. Like that's how influenced I was by TikTok is that he told me to go to bed and I literally did. So that's good. I know I said I've been meditating to go to bed. I know I should have. I got addicted to TikTok. I literally did. And when I was meditating the night before, one of my AirPods fell out and I lost it in the covers. So I couldn't meditate the next night. It was only a matter of time until I found myself on TikTok and here I am living my truth. But anyway, besides TikTok, 
TV sucked. And I just have to say that whenever I say, what do you guys want me to talk about on the podcast for however many haters are out there, I, they don't exist on my Instagram and all everyone says on my Instagram is that they want me to talk about the bachelor. So haters you're in luck because there's literally nothing to say. The only thing that I didn't mention last week is that I don't understand why Madison went on the show because I completely empathize and understand her as a person and her character and her values and your more her morals. But at the same time, I'm just like, then what were your intentions of the show? Because your Instagram flow is so on point that I don't understand. I, I, I don't know her intentions of like what she thought was going to happen. Like I know a lot of the girls go on and they're like, Oh, it's just like a cool experience and yada, yada. And then if it happens, it happens, but it's just interesting. I feel like, I feel like we need a little bit more from Madison. And, you know, I did watch the woman tell all last night and I've never been more bored in my life. Um, it, it, it truly gave me nothing. I feel like they probably shot so much and just cut it all out. And they just left in that one clip of everyone talking over each other to let us know like how horrible it was. And then they had to add in other segments. And then I was thinking they did the whole cyberbullying segment, but you guys, you didn't realize that beforehand they showed how amazing bachelor nation is and all the fans. And they had Peter talk about how amazing bachelor nation is so that they could set it up. So like, Hey, listen, and we love you but also a lot of you are really mean so I thought that was very good producing on their their part of not just ripping into bachelor nation like showing them coddling them hyping them up and then being like but by the way don't email people telling them to go die just a thought I mean if you're literally spending your free time typing someone an email to their work account and telling that and telling them how much you hate them I'm sorry that is the biggest personal problem I've ever heard of and it's like I understand that like that is so hard to see because like listen I had a full mental breakdown when I read podcast reviews for the first time and I've been doing this since 2011 so I can't even imagine what these girls feel like when they're you know getting destroyed and and you know it's obviously like you know what you sign up for everyone's gonna make fun of you champagne gate we're all gonna talk like your characters but that's just like next level you have too much time on your hands Besides the horrible woman tell all, I was so bored. I've never wanted a show to end so badly. I've never wanted a spoiler so badly. I never thought I would reach this point in my life where I no longer wanted to watch The Bachelor and just wanted to watch TikTok. It's like I'm Benjamin Buttoning. With age, I should want to sit back, relax with a cheese plate and watch people fall in love on TV. But here I am sitting back, relaxing, getting carpal tunnel watching TikToks on my phone. So I guess I still am aging, but just not mentally at the same place my body is, which brings me to my next worst mood, which is physical pain. And I thought this could be a like interesting segue into a topic later that we can discuss too, because if you guys have been following me for a while, you actually know that I've had a lot of like actual health issues. I know I kind of talk about health and wellness and taking care of yourself And I think the reason I got into that is actually because I've struggled for a very, very long time, not just with mental health, but also the physical health side of it. And this week, weirdly, for the past two weeks, I've been struggling with like really, really bad aching pain in my hands. And it's really weird because usually the spots that I get pain in are my joints and they're usually my knees and my hips predominantly. And then sometimes like my shoulders. And for those of you who really have no idea what I'm talking about I've had like a chronic pain disorder since I was 
probably like three or four years old. Tons of doctors' opinions. I've been to the Mayo Clinic. I've seen every single doctor in like the Midwest area. I've seen tons of doctors out in Los Angeles. And, you know, it does become taxing on your emotional well-being to the point where I just kind of try to live a healthy lifestyle and feel my best as best as I possibly can. So it really does affect your mood when like you're just physically not feeling well. Like for instance, you know, last week or the week before my worst mood was sick because you just kind of like, no matter how bad you want to be in a good mood, if your physical is like not really there, it's, it's really hard, which is why also you have to take care of your mind so that it can also strengthen your physical and vice versa. But it's just weird because I've never had this type of pain before exactly. And it's very, very constant. So I'm kind of just, I don't know. I don't know why I'm being so like open about this (laughs) because like you probably don't care, but I don't know. I'm just like kind of monitoring it, but it's very, very bizarre and it's really bothering me. And You know, there was like a few nights I couldn't sleep because a lot of times when I'm in pain, I don't really get great sleep and I wake up a lot. Um, So I've just been in a lot of pain this week. And it led me to realize that that could actually be a cool kind of topic of like health and all that stuff on the podcast that we can start diving into as well. Because I think a lot of the stuff that I do for my health is actually because I struggle a lot with that kind of like chronic illness type stuff that isn't really curable or understood, I guess. I literally like my hand hurts from holding the mic right now and I just let go and I cracked my whole wrist in hand. It was pretty amazing. I think I might be 95 years old. Enough about that. We'll 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 get back into it a little bit. Let's get into some mood boosters and let's start with one of my favorite mood boosters the perfect bar. You guys have heard me talk about perfect bar before. They're one of my absolute favorite snacks that I've been eating for years and years and years. Like I said to you guys, I love health and wellness and all that stuff. And so when I can find a really good snack that I know is good for me, but tastes really good, I'm a hundred percent in. And if you haven't tried the perfect bar yet, oh my God, what are you doing? If you need to freshen up your snack game, cause you're a snacker like me, I love just picking at things and just dabbing dabbling in things. Maybe it's because I have commitment issues. I don't know. But this bar is so tasty and you don't have to feel bad while eating it. It's such a treat. I honestly think of it as a treat. The Perfect Bar is a nutritious snack that's going to keep you happy from the inside out. Perfect Bar is the original refrigerated protein bar. So yes, you keep it in your refrigerator. That doesn't mean that you can't obviously, you know, bring them in your purse or put them in your car, but it does mean that they're free from chemical preservatives. And when they're stored in the fridge, they have optimal taste and texture. They're actually made with freshly ground nut butter and organic honey, and they have up to 17 grams of whole food protein, 20 organic superfoods, and have a cookie dough-like texture. That's my favorite part. But I also love knowing that everything jam-packed inside this bar is so good for me. So when I am running around and I'm super busy, I'm not just nibbling on one little thing that's going to maybe give me a little bit of protein. Like this is giving me so much and it's also so yummy. They have tons of different flavors. They have dark chocolate peanut butter, coconut peanut butter, and they have almond butter. Cameron literally was eating one in the car the other day and I gasped because the color was different. And I was like, oh my God, what is that flavor? Like I need to try it. But I will say I'll, I'll never stop loving dark chocolate peanut butter. And then you break it up into little pieces and you roll it up in a little ball and you eat it like it's a little cookie dough ball. You're welcome. If you guys seriously haven't tried Perfect Bar yet, I literally salivate, salivate, whatever my mouth starts watering when I read this 
my mouth starts watering when I had to talk to you guys about Perfect Bar. So please do yourself a favor right now. Perfect Bar is offering 15% off your online order. Just go to perfectbar.com slash mood. Shop their refrigerated snacks at perfectbar.com slash mood today to get 15% off your order. We want you seasonally prepared. Go to perfectbar.com slash mood to stock up and save 15%. Get in my belly. All right, my next mood booster. Obviously, my glow up was was a very big mood booster you know like when you look in the mirror and you're freshly blonde and your skincare's working you're like okay all right now we can leave the house now we can do the damn thing so that's kind of how I was feeling this week I was also thinking okay what were my other mood boosters like I know that I'm really basic and can be very boring but I do like shopping and getting stuff to make me feel better about myself so this really shouldn't be that hard my first thing I wrote down was framed photos question mark and I wrote down the question mark because I'm pretty sure I already spoke to you guys about this but I'm gonna let you know that I actually did it. I ordered three framed photos for my room and the reason it's a mood booster is because and I've said it before but I'll say it again we do not have photos besides on our phone anymore and it's like we need to get away from screens we need to stop being on our phone so much and what makes a room more homier and full of love than having framed photos of your loved ones this literally sounds like an ad I wish it was did the whole like upload on the phone thing and I'm really excited because I think it's just going to boost and elevate my mood in my room and I know that I said it's going to make me feel like an adult which I still stand by but I wanted to let you guys know that the order has been fully placed maybe I placed it last week too you guys are probably listening to this podcast shaking your head like yes Lauren you actually placed it last week you you literally placed it last week I don't know you guys you might be wrong maybe I lied to you I don't know I don't really lie I actually have a lying problem as in I can't do it And if I have to keep a secret, it has to be really, really big or else I'm probably not going to keep it. I'm probably going to tell at least two to three people. I'm sorry, but I'm very honest about it. I'm just I'm an open book. And then like if you tell me something and I think it's really stupid, I'm probably going to share it with someone else. I'm sorry. But if it's like serious stuff, girl, I got you. I'll keep your secret until you tell me I can tell someone else and then I'll be super excited to get it off my chest. Anyway, next mood booster, ball of weights. I'm absolutely obsessed with these things. And yes, I know they're probably making my arms sore and hurt more. I get, I know the connection. I see the connection, but like I want to have toned arms. So where does that leave me? You know, when you see something and then just like pops into your life. So I get these ball of weights. And if you don't know what they are, look them up right now. You've probably seen them on Lauren Elizabeth Inc., which is my second Instagram account. If you follow the OK Sis Girls, you know that they just had the founder on and it just like popped up on my thing and I DM'd them. And I was like, oh my God, I just bought these last week. Like my arms are freaking killing me because of these things. So then, you know, I did a deeper dive because I wanted to put it in my current obsessions and I saw all the cute colors. They have like a neutral. I got the white. I like the white because it matches my car. But if I had to get a second color, they had this really cute like nude tan pair. If you still have no idea what I'm talking about, that makes sense because I haven't explained it. Okay. Rewind Bala weights are wrist slash ankle weights. They go on like a bracelet. They look very, very modern. They look very, very much like they were designed by Elon Musk. Like they're just super, super elevated. They're not those gross like sandbag, like crusty arm weights. They're very much like chic little arm weights. So basically I saw them in hot Pilates, they're like almost 50 bucks or something. So I told myself, I'm like, Lauren, you're not allowed to buy them. Like this is called self-control. And this is called the reward system. It's something that you teach usually five-year-olds. So I told myself, Lauren, if you go to 
more than two hot Pilates classes in a week and then you book for the next week, you're allowed to buy the arm weights for yourself. So that took quite a few months and here I am months and months later and I finally was going to hot Pilates enough where I was like, I think it's time. Like, I think I'm going to get the arm weights because also like I don't really like touching the weights in Pilates classes because other people touch them and I have a hard time believing that those are getting cleaned right before I touch them. It's just disgusting. And so I was like, okay, I don't need to touch anything. And also if I have weights in my hands, I am more inclined to drop them and stop working as hard. So if they're attached to my wrist and they look super cute, not only am I going to feel super chic, I'm going to get toned arms. I bought them obsessed game changer. Love them because I don't really like using a band in class. And like I said, I don't like touching the weights. So this is just that it's only one pound on your wrist, but it makes a huge freaking difference. I switch them to my ankles for when we do abs in class. And when you're like moving your legs and you're doing like bicycles and stuff, that little extra weight, oh my God, it makes you squeeze your abs so hard because you're like already tired and you're keeping that leg up. Honestly, if you don't even go to Pilates or something like that, I would just get these because you can do like arm exercises at home. You can literally walk around with them like on a run, on a walk. You literally just put them on your wrists or your ankles and you're good to go. And you'll be shocked how much like of a difference it makes for your overall like toning and just fitness goals. Like holy moly guacamole. I'm going to stop talking now. Well, (laughs) not completely. You're not you didn't get rid of me yet. Still got some stuff to talk about, but I'm not going to talk about the weights. They are linked on my Instagram if you want to see. They're super, super cute, and I'm obsessed with them. My last mood booster is, once again, surface level, and it's spring shopping. I know last week I said neutrals are it. I'm feeling good, and now that I have that confidence, I'm actually going and shopping and finding amazing stuff, and I hate to break it to you guys. It's freaking Zara. It's Zara. Like, I went to Zara yesterday. I got so many goodies. I'm so excited. Total mood booster because my wardrobe is set up for spring. I know the vibes. And now I have a bunch of content to make. So I'm going to be dropping a haul on my channel on YouTube this week. If you guys didn't believe me last week, I did upload the makeup tutorial to my channel that I said I was going to. So that is up. And then this week, if you guys want to know what my spring haul entails since obviously I can't show you over a podcast make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel because I'm so excited I guess I honestly didn't really have too many mood boosters this week I think my main goal of the week was really just like working out and just doing that little bit of glow up and then just spending time with friends and working I've been working a ton which is not always fun for someone who's secretly a sloth but that's okay. I actually do love working. It's kind of like the only thing that I'm good at. So it's been very rewarding. And like I keep saying, I have been redesigning the house. So that was like a total mood booster when all the furniture came on. I think it came on Friday. Oh my God. And then I got in a fight with my neighbor. I totally forgot about that. I ordered a bunch of furniture from Article and the truck came before I got home on Friday. Yeah, this was on Friday. And this woman comes up to my house and she's like, is that truck for your house? And I was like, yeah. And she said, okay, well, can you move it? I've been outside beeping. Like maybe he should block your driveway instead. And she was like screaming at me on my front lawn because the truck was like blocking her. And like, you have to remember, like this is LA, like there's really nowhere to park like ever. Um, So it's really like no one's problem. Like you could just be nice about it. (laughs) She didn't understand that concept. And I wanted to, I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight. I did. I wanted to get in a full-on screaming match. I've been waiting to get in a fight with a neighbor for the past year. But you know what? I couldn't fully do it. And I said, you know what? 
I will ask them kindly to move the truck for you. Unlike how you did not kindly ask me. And she got so mad at me and her daughter was right there. And I was like, I really hope that like you don't turn out to be your mother because she seems like she has not gotten laid in so long. Moving on. And as we move on, Stella has moved on to laying her head now on my fuzzy sock and she is so cute if you guys listened to the podcast the other week you know we took a dna test and it does turn out that nug is a hundred percent that nug so after i actually talked to you guys about embark last week I did a deeper dive into what they sent me. Cameron and I wanted to look through it because Cameron is an overprotective fake dad because technically they are my dogs. I mean, sorry, that just, it is how it is. But he loves them and we appreciate him. So we did a deep dive into Nugget's Embark DNA Breed and Health Kit. So if you guys don't know what Embark is and you have a dog or you know someone who maybe just rescued a dog or just has a dog in general that hasn't done this, it's an amazing gift and it's also something amazing to do for you and your dog. I'm so, so, so glad we did it. I'll tell you why. But basically, it's a kit that allows a dog owner to learn about their pup's breed, ancestry, health traits, and even find your dog's relative. (laughs) I mean, how amazing is that? And it gives you a lot of genetically informed health needs so you can help your pup live its healthiest and happiest life, which is something that always stresses me out a lot because you know, you, you, you can't talk to your dog. I, I don't know why I'm saying that as in, you know, like you just can't. <laughs> and so it's really, really stressful when you're a dog owner and something seems off with your dog and you're, you don't know, and you don't know if something's normal and you can't just ask them like, Hey, do you feel okay? Like, Hey, does your breathing sound normal to you? Yeah. They don't talk back. So, um, Embark was really, really helpful in that department. And like I said, every year, millions of dogs are rescued from shelters. And while those dogs are amazing, there's a lot you don't know about them. And with Embark DNA test, you can finally have the answers the next time someone stops you and says, oh my God, how cute, what kind of dog is that? And you don't have to be like, oh, I don't know. Like I rescued him. Like maybe he's this. You can literally just actually know your dog. So if you want to know anything from your dog's breed to 170 plus genetic health conditions that you can also share with your vet, you need Embark to improve your dog's quality of life. Embark is the best in class dog DNA test and it's the number one highest rated by customers. It's developed by PhDs and veterinarians for your dog. Like I said, we did a deep dive into Nuggets test kit and it wasn't stuff that was like super concerning and like scary, but there was some stuff that came back that I was able to send to the vet just like, hey, we got some genetic testing stuff back from Nugget. He's prone to this, this, and this. Can you just make sure you put it on file so when he comes in for his checkups, like we can monitor it. And that's stuff that I had no idea about before so we were really happy to get those results back and have them to share with our vet so it's one less thing we have to worry about with the dog so whether it's a gift or you need it for you and your own pup right now embark has an exclusive offer you can't get anywhere else go to embarkvet.com now and use promo code mood to save 15 percent off your dog dna test kit visit embarkvet.com and use promo code mood to save let's talk about today's topic which is loose and just going with the flow like your girl. I wanted to kind of talk about health so we can open up the conversation as well and kind of maybe get into specifics and maybe have different people on and stuff too that are, you know, more experts or just people that have their own journeys and their own advice. Like I said before, 
I have been on a crazy long health journey in my lifetime. So I started getting chronic pain flare-ups from a very, very young age. And it basically the only way I could describe it to other people is that it's like a, a radiating discomfort. It's just like an aching and a throbbing. It's not a shooting pain. It's not something that makes me not be able to move. It's something where I'm so uncomfortable and in so much discomfort and just aching and throbbing that I have to move around and I have to touch it and like... It's just, it's a lot. Like it stresses me out even talking about it. I can still do a lot of things with it and it's not constant, but sometimes when it does flare up, it does hold me back, especially when I was younger and I didn't take care of my body as much. And when I say take care of my body, you know, I didn't know anything about like health and wellness and stuff like that. So growing up, like I'm someone who you're never going to see me on a diet or you're never going to see me stick to a certain just kind of like health anything very well at least because I mean growing up I ate McDonald's for breakfast I ate McDonald's for lunch I was a cheerleader so you know I did burn a lot of calories but also that also caused me a lot of pain in the sense of like not really eating nourishing food and putting that in my body and then also doing a lot of stuff that was like physically demanding so that kind of combination you know it made me have a lot more flare-ups in those years of my life and so in high school there would be a lot of times where like I couldn't get out of bed in the morning slash you know part of me probably didn't want to as well it was a great excuse of like hey like I'm in a lot of fucking pain I don't want to go into school right away but yeah like it was always a big big predominantly thing in my knees I think a lot of people kind of understand chronic pain now because more people talk about it and I think when people talk about it other people realize that they either know someone with it or they themselves don't feel like they're alone in it because it does suck I mean basically my whole high school life I spent searching for like a label you know like all I wanted was to be able to like go up to someone and say oh I have blank even so much so like I used to get so defeated I'd be like I wish I could just say like oh I have lupus or like oh like something like so crazy and like that's how like desperate like you feel in the moment because you're just like I'm in so much pain no one believes me no one understands yet like I'm feeling this impacting my life horribly and I I don't even and since I don't have a name for it no one really cares so it was a really big struggle and also like throughout that time period I don't know if it was also like psychologically related but obviously it didn't help at all I was also just really sick in general. I had like chronic sinusitis. They said I had chronic fatigue. They said I had chronic pain. I got diagnosed with Lyme's disease. Then someone undiagnosed me with Lyme's disease. Then I had mono. Like I was so sick. My immune system was so weak. I got blood tests and my white blood cell count was almost as low as someone with cancer when I was in high school. And so I missed a lot of school for being so sick all the time. If someone had a cold, I would get it and it would turn into like like a huge sinus infection, bronchitis, strep throat or something just from being around someone with a cold. They didn't even have it. My immune system was just so weak. On top of that and just genuinely just having a weak immune system and not really having a total autoimmune disorder. And yes, I've taken every blood test. I've done everything. And, you know, it's it, it sucks because at the end of the day, like all I want to do is just be able to be, able to be like, oh, I have this. And had like mostly in, you know, back in the day, it was to get people to shut up. Like everyone be like, oh, you have chronic fatigue. Like you're just like really tired all the time. And it's just like, okay, well, imagine sleeping for almost 20 hours a night and then like still not being ever awake. Like it's just like there's never enough, like just completely lethargic, sick all the time, in pain. And at the end of the day, I was honestly getting like kind of like teased about it because no one believed me no one really thought anything I was going through was like legitimate 
I'd be in the hospital and everyone would be like, oh, Lauren's in the hospital again. She must be tired. And it's like, oh, okay. Or I'm just really fucking sick. <laughs> Can you tell it still bothers me? Yeah, it was annoying. It was. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, obviously the stuff that go- that you go through when you're younger just kind of sticks with you. But I think basically I got so frustrated that I stopped I stopped going to doctors and I gave up and I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. I was like, you know what? This is my life. This is who I am. The only thing I could fix was the sinusitis and everything else was just, I'm going to be tired and I'm going to be in pain for the rest of my life. And then it started getting really, really bad again. Once I moved to LA, I've been diagnosed and undiagnosed with things like fibromyalgia and different like arthritic type things and different things that also have to do with like your psyche and stuff. But with my pain, a lot of in conjunction sometimes with getting flare-ups and having a lot of actual discomfort when people touch my skin while I'm having a flare-up or if I don't take really good care of my body if someone touches my skin it's very very sensitive and hurts really bad so when I was younger if my little brother would try to come up and hug me I would like scream at him and be like don't touch me don't touch me don't touch me because my skin was so tender and it hurt so bad And so as I got older, I actually found that when I was eating unhealthy and when I was drinking a lot of alcohol, I would get really, really, really tender. And obviously this was happening to me from a young age. So it's not just alcohol and like potentially bad food because, you know, I wasn't drinking and I wasn't doing that back when I was little, obviously. So it's one of those things where like you can never really find the common denominator, but you know that you're in pain and you don't feel good after giving up and being undiagnosed with Lyme's disease and all this stuff I moved out to LA and I kind of was like okay I'm in a different place everyone takes really good care of their bodies here there's different types of medicine and there's different types of doctors I've been in a lot of pain I've been really sick because when I was in LA I actually got really really sick again to the point where I was on antibiotics and steroids like multiple times in a month And I couldn't do a lot of the work. And it was when I was really, really hustling because I hadn't even close to made it yet in LA, but I was so sick all the time. And it was, I was overworking myself in conjunction with having a weak immune system. And it really, really took a toll on my health. And so I kind of started looking back into things in alternative medicine. Obviously I went to like a normal doctor and got my blood tests and checked everything all came back normal. So I was like, okay, great. Like shocker. This happened to me a million times before. Then I went to another guy that kind of had dealt with patients that have had similar symptoms as me. And he did a food sensitivity test as opposed to a food allergy test because you can be sensitive to stuff that can kind of off put your system, but you're not so allergic to it where it's like, oh no, like if I get peanuts, I'm going to die or throw up or something like that. So I got some food sensitivities back and I cut those out. But like I told you guys earlier, you know, I don't have any self-control when it comes to food and stuff. Like I would eat McDonald's right now, even though I live in LA and drink celery juice. Like I'm just not going to change as a person that way, unfortunately. I tried to cut out a ton of dairy and eggs and all that stuff and see if it made me feel better. But I knew that taking care of my body and actually putting good things inside my body helped a lot. Did it cure me? No. Did it make my life significantly better? Yes. So ever since I figured that out and went to those doctors and learned more about those things, I was able to understand the concept of like food is medicine and what you put in your body affects the way you look, affects the way you feel, 
emotionally, physically, it just affects everything. Like food is literally, it's medicine. It's our nutrition. It's not called like delicious and nutritious for no reason. Like, yeah, it's delicious, but the nutrients are so important and so powerful. And then you learn a lot of like, okay, well now it's 2020 and is something organic and is something this and something that. And everyone has all of their different opinions. You know, there's not one way or one thing that's going to work for everyone, I remember like finally I was getting so involved in like reading articles and all this stuff. I remember someone said that bananas were bad for you. And then the next year someone said that like this vegetable was bad for you. And that like this one's actually not good because it's actually acidic. And it's like people will find what's bad, what's good, what works, what doesn't all day long. But as long as you understand the concept of like when you put something in your body and it makes you feel good, that's fueling your body and that's what food is for. I think that's a huge thing. And then also knowing that, you you know, your happiness is really important. So you can't just, you know, you can't restrict yourself as well. You have to be able to indulge. And for me, when I indulge, I just have to be willing to deal with those consequences. So if I have a large cheese pizza to myself, which I do very frequently, I have to know that I'm going to be extremely extremely more bloated than the average person. My skin is going to be extremely puffy and I'm probably going to wake up in the middle of the night with pain in my knees because my immune system and everything is just totally set off. And a lot of the reason is it's because a lot of this comes from your gut health and your gut actually affects your immune system and all this stuff. And so what I figured out years ago is that I had like a total imbalanced gut. I had way too much of the bad stuff and not enough of the good stuff. It was basically like throwing fertilizer on weeds without getting rid of the weeds, right? So if I was taking supplements or eating well, it's just as if you're fertilizing weeds, expecting the fertilizer to make them turn into flowers. And it's like, no, you have to get rid of the weeds first, and then the fertilizer can work. So that's why I kind of do a lot of quote unquote detoxing and make sure that like my baseline is really good because if you just fluctuate really high and really low, it's probably not doing a lot for you. And you guys, I am not a dietitian or a nutritionist or any form of expert. I am someone who has just gone through a lot of shit loves to eat food, but loves to feel good. So basically I figured out what works for me in the health department is really just taking care of my body as much as I can, but not at the expense of my mental health. Therefore, I'm never going to guilt trip myself to the point where I feel so frustrated. If all I really want to eat is cheese pizza and that's literally all I feel like eating, that is what I am going to eat. But if I feel so gross that, yeah, I could eat pizza or salad, I know I'm going to feel better if I eat a salad. I eat a fucking salad. Like, do I think salads are amazing? Honestly, there are some good ones, but like they're not great. They're not the best thing in the world. I get it. I'm not dumb. Like the worst thing for me is actually feeling physically horrible and the reason I take care of my health which relays into fitness into wellness is not because I want to be pretty or I want to be thin or I want to be cool on Instagram it's because when I feel like shit it takes such a toll on my life overall that I don't really have a choice I think some key things that have really really helped me and changed me is keeping physical exercise and physical activity something as a main front I think it's crazy that like some people actually don't work out. I, I just, when I really think about it, I'm just like, okay, I, I understand that working out is not for everyone, but at least finding something that you can do to be active. I think it's quite 
terrifying that some people literally don't do any physical activity. I think it's so incredible for your mental health, for your endorphins. And a little bit is all you need. Like you don't need to go to a crazy class. You don't need to do anything insane. And you're not doing it to look like a Victoria's Secret model because I hate to break it to you. Victoria's Secret models probably don't look like Victoria's Secret models. And they also probably have just looked like that since they were 10. Do they work hard? A hundred percent. But like, you can't compare yourself to other people. It's about feeling the best version of yourself. And so when I say physical activity, I can't believe people don't do it. It's like because I know that I feel my best if I incorporate those things into my life. And I can't believe people don't just want to feel better. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Not like, oh, I can't believe people are lazy or this or that. And obviously it, everything is circumstantial. But I can't believe that there's not a little part of someone that is capable of using their legs that doesn't just do a little something to benefit and improve their life and the longevity of their life too. Even when I don't want to get to a workout class or I don't want to do something intense, I at least make sure to go out on a walk or just get up, get out of the house, like something like really, really small things. You can start with the small stuff. I know we talked about small habit changes before and it relays into working out, but The reason I bring it up is because I know that it can be scary to, you know, feel like, oh, shit, like, should I be working out? Never compare yourself to anyone. Just really think, like, could I feel better? And I think the answer will come to you. Working out for me is something that I think is really good for my pain and it's really good for my joints because a lot of the stuff that I do actually requires me to stretch as well. If I don't stretch, it's a much, much like more brutal pain experience later and also it's like cheerleading was way too much on my body so you don't need to push yourself too much it's finding what works for you like there's something for everyone and for me I found that Pilates and stretching is really what's good for me I can't really run it's too much on my hips and my knees and it gives me a lot of flare-ups it makes me in a lot of pain I used to love soul cycle but it would cause me a lot of pain and so Pilates Yes, I do get flare ups if I go really hard or I use too much of the band in the class. So a lot of times like that's why I started using those ankle weights instead because it was giving me a little bit of a challenge, but it wasn't, you know, doing something that really caused me pain. So I think the biggest thing for me is Pilates because I like the way it makes my body look and feel and then stretching because it's really taking care of your body. I mean, even if you're someone who sits at a desk all day, like, oh my God, you got to stretch out your back, you know, it's just those small little things. And then for other health stuff, that's not just physical activity. You know, I don't, I've never done a diet. I've never done a certain type of nutrition plan or any anything like that. I think just figuring out what foods make me feel good and what foods make me not feel good. I very am aware of my body since I'm the only one who's been able to help myself that I've been able to kind of know like what sits well in my stomach. And I have taken those blood panels before and known what I'm sensitive to. And it's not, I don't cut anything out. I try to steer away from some stuff. I just think it's all about, I think food is one of the actual things you can balance in your life. I think that there's a lot of things in life that we can't balance. And of course, I'm speaking from this as someone who doesn't have any issues with food or anything like that. Um, This is not to trigger anyone in that way at all. I think it's one of the things that we can balance because we have to be lenient and we have to allow ourselves to balance it. And for me, it's like, you know, Monday through Thursday, I really try to, you know, take care of myself and really, 
you know, give my body really, really good things, put good things inside of it. So that over the weekend, if I go out to dinner or I do that kind of stuff, I don't feel guilty emotionally. My body's able to digest and metabolize these things better because I do take care of it majority of the time. I also do do a lot of supplements. It's the same thing with food and with fads and all that stuff where everyone's going to have their own opinion. For some reason, I've just always really been drawn to magnesium. I read one article one time about how magnesium is like depleted in our soil and a lot of our food and it's something essential that we need and we really don't get enough of and I feel like it really speaks to me in everything that I struggle with so I have found that magnesium is something that is so important for me to take every day and is so beneficial for me omega pills there's something that's also so amazing for your skin but it's really really good for your body as well collagen is something that I think is so 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 incredible you guys I cannot believe that we don't all own vital proteins and drink collagen as like a requirement. It is so incredible. The reason I say vital proteins is because a lot of collagen supplements and a lot of collagen drinks will have thousands of milligrams of collagen, whereas vital proteins has at least three to 10 grams. So that is milligrams versus grams full on grams of collagen and you stop making collagen in your body in your early 20s. So if you are not taking collagen and you are over 25, you are not getting collagen. And it is so incredible for your tummy, for your joints, for your hair, for your skin, for your nails, just your overall health. I have found that it makes me feel so good so good you guys not just for the beauty stuff but for my chronic pain and my inflammation and my tummy like I think collagen is absolutely amazing and then everything else I really just kind of get from food like there's some supplements that I like just because they're a little bit of a booster and there's stuff like probiotics and stuff like that that I think are really really great and obviously I think you should really see a specialist because you never know what you're deficient in or what you're lacking but of course we can get a ton of stuff from food and different powders like I love the nutrients I get from kale and avocado and spinach like I love getting my fresh greens in whether it's putting them in a smoothie and it's really all those small little things that kind of add up throughout your week so it's like a little bit of celery juice some of your greens in your, are in your smoothie then you're getting a little bit of extra fiber and a cracker like it's really just incorporating all those small things and knowing that you're getting them in but not worrying about it too much and I can just tell how I feel based on my body I think none of us drink enough water and we always need to start there. I think when it comes to health, the first thing is we do. We kind of catastrophize. And it's like, oh, my God, I think I'm dying. I'm so tired. Da, 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 da. And if you just actually drink water and give yourself some nutrients, you're probably going to feel a lot fucking better. So whenever my boyfriend complains to me and starts going on WebMD, the first thing I say to him is, how much water have you drinking today? And it pisses me off every time because I know it's not enough. And I'm like, can we not go on WebMD? Can we just start drinking water first? So that's why I think my approach to health has really been from the inside out and from the nutrient and food space first because I feel like when I don't take care of my body with physical activity and a well-balanced diet, I feel truly really, really bad from a pain stance, from an inflammation stance, from a fatigue stance. And I know that it can be a really, really hot topic because either people struggle with food or people have their own opinions and experiences and everyone's very passionate about it and sensitive about it. But 
All I'm saying is that this is what's worked for me. If it inspires you a little bit to go out and maybe seek a different approach or a different help and maybe talk to someone new about what your struggles are and maybe implement small things into your life that just make you feel better on the inside. That is all that is the only reason I'm sharing my opinions and my story with you because I'm someone who has lived a majority of their life very sick very much in pain and in a lot of doctor's offices and as weird as LA is and how much they love their weird fucking food tonics and shit I feel so much better in my body living in this weird place that likes juices than I did when I was eating McDonald's but I still let myself eat McDonald's every now and then it's all a freaking balance I'd love to talk more with you guys about this if you're interested If you didn't like this, I hope you come back to another episode because obviously this is not a health and wellness podcast. This is just lifestyle and everything. I mean, one second we're ranting about The Bachelor. The next second I'm talking to you guys about collagen. It's just like we're full functioning humans here. We're all just normal gals trying to figure it out. But that's all I'll say for today on that. Let me know on Instagram what else you guys want to dive into. And if you have any good guest ideas for maybe people that I don't know, that would be great to talk to about stuff that's kind of in this topic range. Speaking of not knowing things and needing to learn, I can't believe you haven't got on Skillshare yet. Like, honestly, are you kidding me? You guys, I am obsessed with Skillshare. It is literally so good and all my friends use it. So many of my girlfriends have learned how to do photography and level up on their Instagram from Skillshare. And you guys know me, I really only take mirror pics. So what I decided to do on Skillshare was learn more about graphic design, editing, and just really leveling up my content. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but if you go to my YouTube channel and you go to my Instagram, the aesthetic is on point. The graphic design is on point. The editing transitions are on point. The graphic overlays are on point. Those are literally all things I learned from Skillshare. And I know if you guys do watch my YouTube channel, you guys have been noticing how good the editing has been and you've been loving the content I've been putting out and everything just feels more cohesive. I've learned so many new tips and tricks and just skills. It's made my life so much easier and it's made me better at my job. So if you want to explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity, you can with Skillshare's online classes. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. They offer classes designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You can learn and grow with short classes that fit in your busy routine. Skillshare is incredibly affordable, especially when compared to all those pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is actually less than $10 a month. They have a class that I really like recommending to people that is called YouTube Success about building an authentic channel that's worth the follow. Now that I've been doing so much on Skillshare when it comes to like my YouTube channel and stuff like that, I've been actually taking a new class called Simple Productivity and it's how to accomplish more with less. And I really, really love what I'm learning so far and I'm excited to share more with you guys about that because I'm not as productive as I think people think I am and I'm always looking for new ways to increase my productivity. Explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com slash mood that's two whole free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com slash mood that's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com slash mood let's jump into hashtag my mood and hashtag my mood is brought to you once again by glossy 
A. I talked to you guys about it last week. I'm absolutely obsessed. I have really sensitive skin and the most important thing to me with skincare is the quality and what the ingredients are and to make sure it's actually working. I know it's a lot to ask, but Glossier has it all. Glossier believes that beauty starts with skin first, makeup second. My personal favorite product from Glossier right now because of that is the Milky Jelly Cleanser. It's this luxurious creamy gel formula that makes washing your face an elevated experience. And I am all about elevating my experiences and luxury. I mean, come on. All I want to do is be in my comfy robe and literally take everything off from the day. There's nothing better than the Milky Jelly Cleanser, you guys. The Milky Jelly Cleanser is actually one of Glossier's top-selling products. People are seriously obsessed with it. I don't know why I was so late to the party. I guess I was more focused on makeup before, but now here I am. The Milky Jelly Cleanser is the perfect way to start your skincare routine. It has a pH-balanced formula that has a blend of five skin conditioners. It's dermatologist-tested, hypoallergenic, non-irritating, cruelty-free, and paraben-free. It's tough on impurities, but gentle on your eyes and everywhere else. So get that glowy, dewy skin for yourself by visiting Glossier.com slash podcast slash mood. Learn more and take the quiz to find your ultimate Glossier skincare routine. Plus, all new customers will get 10% off their first order on glossier.com slash podcast slash mood again that's glossier spelled g-l-o-s-s-i-e-r dot com slash podcast slash mood certain exclusions do apply hashtag my mood is FOMO. Hi, Lauren. Currently struggling from a huge spell of FOMO as I learned that all of my best friends are transferring next semester to the same college and will be sharing an apartment together without me. I was the only one in our friend group that happened to have gone to a different college. And while I was sure about the decision at the time, I'm so lost now. The college they're all moving to has better business school and honors program than the one I'm currently in. But I know if I left, I would wouldn't be doing it because of that and be doing it out of fear of being left out. I love the campus town environment I'm currently living in and hadn't even entertained the thought of leaving until I found out everyone else was going to be together without me. I'm not sure what to do and I've never been more confused about where I stand. I've always suffered from FOMO, but I'm also just completing my first year of college, so I'm not sure if this feeling will subside as I grow more familiar with being alone. Thank you for taking the time to read this. Okay, I'm not going to lie. This is actually sounds really hard. It kind of gave me a small pit for you. I mean being literally the only one left out to where all of your friends are going and they're living together. I mean, that's a lot. Like I'll give you that you are right in your FOMO. I think a lot of times we have FOMO for things that are really stupid and I will give this one to you. You are not stupid for feeling this. Okay. However, we do have to fix it, right? Like there needs to be a solution. And it's really hard because if you genuinely are really happy where you are and you had no thought of moving, you want to look at why, right? Like you said, you love the environment, you love the school. And you had to look at what does my life look like by myself here? And what does my life look like by myself there? Maybe take your friends out of it first in both environments, then put your friends in the environment you're not going to be in. Like, I don't think it's the worst thing if you switch schools just because college is something I've talked about before where it's not a big deal if you change as long as you're getting your education I think you're allowed to enjoy it and I think our happiness is always a priority and I think that switching schools is not the end of the world so I think when looking at what's going on you have to obviously make sure you're not like you said looking out of the FOMO lens You have to really think about like in a year or two, are you really going to still be feeling this way? Or is it just kind of that like in the moment, everyone's hanging out without me type thing? Or if you're going to spend a year 
like feeling left out like do you have other friends there like what do you do that doesn't revolve around your friends in this place like are all of those things gonna go away too so it's hard I understand it's like a security blanket and it's people we want to be around and you just have to like really take a look inward and think okay am I gonna grow from this and be stronger like should I challenge myself or am I allowed to want to enjoy the social aspect of college I think it's something you need to maybe have conversations with other people about too because sometimes when you're just talking to yourself in your own head it's really easy to go down a rabbit hole and not know up from down and so maybe pick a couple people to talk about it with and confide in and really think about how you're feeling I think either way you want to be confident in your decision and be surrounded by people that support you and just make sure you're making the best decision for you my mood is annoyed with my boyfriend hi Lauren so I've been dating my boyfriend for almost two years now we're in somewhat of a long distance relationship because we live in different cities and we're also so busy with school and we tend to only see each other once a week I always cherish those days we get to see each other and have our alone time. However, it doesn't seem like he always feels the same way. Whenever we hang out, most of the time, he'll ask if his friends can come over too or if I want to go hang out at somebody else's house. But what about our alone time? It's not that I don't want him to see his friends and if we saw each other more often, then of course I wouldn't mind hanging out with him. But he has those six days without me for the guy time he always says he's trying to make everyone happy by seeing both me and his friends but that doesn't make me happy I've expressed before how it annoys me and I just want to spend time with him and only him for those few hours that we have but he still doesn't seem to get it through in his head it frustrates me and I just don't know what to do anymore for him to how to stand I need your advice girl first of all I feel you because my boyfriend is one of those people that is the total guys guy and wants to make everyone else happy And I think that sometimes it's a lot to ask to be a priority, but we deserve to ask the question. I think one of my biggest advice that I always say to people is you can't be mad at not getting something you never asked for so that you have to start with asking. You can't be mad at your boyfriend if you've never asked to be alone with him and he's not being alone with you, right? So you've said that you've expressed this to him and I think that's great. And I think the way guys communicate is really not, in an argumentative way unfortunately and tends to be logical so it's like you almost have to explain how you're feeling logically so he understands emotions logically it's like talking to a 12 year old when you're talking to a guy sometimes you have to literally spell it out for them of like this is how I feel you probably don't feel this but as someone that cares about me you should care that even though you don't feel this I feel this because you care about my feelings right sometimes it's really just like dumbing it down and really explaining like I need something and I need us to come to an agreement about it. So I think you really need to spell it out for your boyfriend and say, listen, I'm not saying you need to spend all of your time with me. I'm not saying that you can't hang out with your boyfriend, with your boyfriend, with your guy friends. I'm telling you, I need a little bit more of something. And as someone that loves me and cares about me, you have to be willing to compromise and give me a little bit more. I'm not saying all the time, 24-7. I'm really not asking for a lot. I really need you to understand how I'm feeling and just want to help me feel a little bit better. You might not understand how I'm feeling. You might think it's irrational, but it's emotions. And sometimes like emotions are weird and I always support you and I support you wanting to see your friends. But how can we meet in the middle somewhere so I feel good too? I mean, sometimes ladies, guys just aren't ready to fully prioritize relationships and fully prioritize, quite frankly, anything else besides what they think should be a priority. So you need to lay it out for him and you do deserve some compromise. I think it's really healthy to hang out with other people. I think it's really healthy to have other friendships. But at the end of the day, 
you do deserve alone time. So if once out of all of those days in the month, you have quality time where it's just the two of you, that means more than quantity. You don't need every single time you're together to be alone. It's just having one time together that's meaningful and alone. And then all the other times, yeah, we can hang out with our friends. We can do that because that those times are going to be enriched by having that quality time together. It's sometimes it really is the small things and you just need to get them to like hear you out and compromise and be willing to make one small sacrifice for a bigger reward. All right, guys, that's all the time we have this week. I am once again so sorry we didn't have a guest this week and everything was all over the place. But you know what? At this point, you got to realize that the the title of this podcast is called Mood. And every week, we're all moody. We're all going to be different. We're all going to be all over the place. It's going to be the best. It's going to be the worst. It's going to be boosting. It's going to be coosting. It is what it is. You love it or you hate it. And if you hate it, take a word from Rachel Lindsay and stop cyberbullying people, okay? It's not worth your time or my time. But seriously, I'm so excited that the next time we talk, we will know how The Bachelor ends. Like that, I think, you guys, is something we have to look forward to. I think that is what gets us through the rest of this week is knowing we won't have to put up with this season of The Bachelor anymore. So let's end on that. Let's all take care of ourselves from the inside out. Feel good. My skincare routine is up on IGTV. My new video will be up on YouTube. Catch up on the makeup routine if you didn't last week. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Support my sponsors because that makes this podcast possible. I'm so extremely lucky to have all of you guys as listeners. So please, if you feel kind enough, rate this podcast. Give it five stars. Give it a nice review. Maybe it'll be your little good act of the week. How about that? We can settle on that. I'm starting to go cross-eyed, so I gotta go. I love you. Goodbye.